Hey guys, this is Angela Bless, and you're tuning into the Angela Bless Show. Welcome back, welcome back, people. Yes, I'm adjusting my headphones so you can hear any noise. Welcome back to um, Help Solve Me Unsolved Crimes. Um, our new series, this is our fourth episode. You can tune in every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on all platforms. We also have on Tuesday, um, Help Find Me. Missing persons and missing children cases. We are on our second season, um, I believe sixth episode of Missing in Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. And you hear me say that all the time. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. And also on Thursdays, you can catch me interviewing artists, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, uh, topics if I don't have a guest. And that's also on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So we have Tuesdays, Thursdays, and now Sundays. Um, the radio station is coming along, so it's going to be Virtuous Radio still, but it's going to be Virtuous Radio Gospel. So it's going to be Gospel Music Plan, Encourage Your Word, and Podcast. So I'm going to upload recent podcasts from the Angela Bless Show on there also. So it's going to be playing rapidly once a day. Uh, yes, yeah, so my radio station is legal, legit. It will be released back out the end of uh, February. Yes, yeah, so I'm the one that's been lazy and not um <laughs> doing what i was supposed to do so let's 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 jump in uh the uh unsolved case i mean help solve me unsolved cases so unsolved jacksonville police spotlight 1987 cold case of murders murder siblings um so i kind of briefly read this because sometimes at the last minute i look for people to discuss and my platform does not get paid for this i i literally just google and most of the time 90, I'm gonna put eight, 98 percent time, 98 percent of time. I do my research, and I talk about it because someone wants this case solved. Someone wants their loved one case solved. Somebody knows something. Somebody seen something. And I, I as I look at these children, they, uh, it's just, it's sad. So, um, it's been more than 30 years since the Pinky. Make sure I'm saying it right. P i n k n e y. Pinky. I think that's how you said. Children was murdered in their beds, but cold case detectives are determined to solve this case. And I hope they do. The 4th of July is the time of celebration for many, but for Betty McDuffie, it's the anniversary of the worst day of her life. It's the day she um, lights, can lights a candle for her children and prays their murder is brought to justice. Around midnight at 7 um, around midnight on July the 4th, 1987, McDuffie says she left her two children, I'm going to pronounce the name, Balian and Yvonne, um, ages 10 and 14, at their home on Brook um, Forest Drive in the Gulf Brook neighborhood to play cars with friends in nearby subdivisions. You know, so back in 1987, if you're not aware, um, our parents used to do that. You know, we trust, they trusted the neighborhood, they trusted the um, neighbors. So it was unusual for, you know, someone to walk in your house and so forth like that. So, you know, she was down the street. You know, she didn't think anything happened. She had a 14-year-old or 10-year-old that was in bed. I was set up. She said, I was set up. Definitely said, I was truly set up. She says around 3 a.m. when she returned home, she noticed something. I saw the window with the screen ripped. McDuffie recalled. She walked in and found both Yvonne and uh, Balian dead in separate bedrooms. I started screaming, somebody killed my kids. Somebody killed my kids. She remembered. And that's sad. Oh my God. Walk in and find your children deceased like that. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office asked First Coast News not to reveal how the brother and sister were killed saying that detail is critical to the investigation, but a 1987 news article describes the crime as savage. 
If it was Savage, that was someone hate for her, that was either someone close to her, that did that, that wanted to hurt her, could be someone from the family, maybe one of the boyfriends. I don't know. Let me read that before I get my opinion. What really got me was when I saw the picture of the two kids, Detective Ian Walkington of the Jacksonville Sheriff Office Caucasian and said, he explained there are submitting evidence of additional DNA testing and re-examining um, um, Latin prints left at the scene. McDuffie says she has shared her suspicions with investigators about who killed her children, but no suspects have been publicly publicly, publicly named. There's a couple of rumors going around that were checked out and obviously no leads were developed enough to give them investigation of suspect or suspects. That's what the tech is saying. McDuffie says that she regrets ever leaving the house that night and would never understand how someone could murder innocent children. And that's my that's that's my point right there. Why would you warn these two innocent children that had anything to do with it? Why? I believe that it was a boyfriend of They were beautiful kids. This is what the mother say. They love going to church. They love going to school. She remembered. We love each other. Uh, the detective said JSO never gives up a case, especially one involving children. Every little thing could help solve this. Uh, solve this, and this one needed to be solved. He said, "If you have any information about the murder of the Pinkney children, please contact Jeff uh, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office at 904-630-0500. Or call Crime Stoppers. You can remain anonymous at one eight six six. 845-8477. So I didn't, what I, you know, what I usually do, I usually find out because they're not given that much details of the case, uh, meaning that, you know, they don't want to give too much out, meaning that they, um, meaning that maybe they know did it and just don't want to say anything or they might have a suspect because they're um, putting the DNA because I want to go back to when the crime first happened because, you know, every article that I dig up is then, you know, they're looking for 30 years of a crime. So, so I'm looking to, okay, so let's, let's Google this right here. Let's pick it back off of this. This is a different, this article is written different, but the same about, you know, so let me go back down. Uh, when police arrived, they found the children dead in separate bedrooms. JS JSO said Wednesday, there were some weapons removed from the home in 1987 and are now being analyzed. The kids were home alone that night, and McDuffie told uh, police someone broke in. If I could turn back, she's saying she could turn back the hand, she wouldn't have left her children alone um, that night. Um, they still told police that she found the window on the rear door open that had previously been cold and she closed it before police arrived and noticed that the screen outside the window had been ripped away according to the report. Authorities renewed the case again in 2013 that is involved again certainly they said she brought a few things to their attention. I feel somebody knows something, somebody has something. That's what the mother is saying. But all I want is closure. Along with that mystery remains another unanswered question uh, at Rest Lawn Cemetery where her children was buried. The Duff said one day when she went to visit her children's grave, the headstones were missing. 
I went out there and I asked them where are my children's grave was. And the guy went and stuck something in the ground and said they called me back and they never called me. Wow. That's crazy. So, um, they're not actually giving up um, that much information about this case. Um, you know, the case did happen in 1987. The kids were home asleep, 10 and 14 year old in separate bedrooms. She said she left to go play cars. Um, when she came back out, when she came, when she came back out, um, when she came back home, uh, she shut the door and then she noticed the screen was pulled away. When she went in the room, she saw that her kids were deceased. Um, and she, she called the police department. And um, she did say she believed she was set up and the police would not get any more information because of the, 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 the case, because of what happened with the crime. And I kind of understand that because they don't want to get too much away. They'd rather for the killer, killer, killers, a killer to tell them they sell. Oh, this is different. Let's read this. Let's see what it said right here, guys. On that summer night, 1987, a woman was heard screaming in the street and pouring to police report. Neighbors heard the screams of phone and the phone the police at around uh, 3 10 a.m. in the morning. When police arrived at the scene, they immediately checked the house, and that is where they found Yvonne and, and, and Bailey in, dead in, in their uh, respective bedrooms. Their mother believes that an, an intruder made their way into the home and murdered her two women's children. A friend of McDuffie told her investigator that he went by the house to visit her, but she didn't answer for him. He went around the house and looked through the window only to find her asleep in the back bedroom. Mm. He continuously taped on the glass window until McDuffie woke up, and as she made her way through the house, she saw that building was dead in one of the other bedrooms. Now this is new investigation infest, uh, information. Let's reread this again. Let's read. So the mother believes that an intruder made their way into the home and murdered her two ch youngest children. A friend of McDuffie told investigators that he went by the house to visit her, but she didn't answer the door. When he knocked, he went around the house and looked through the window, only to find her asleep in the back room. He continues to tap on the glass until in, in the window until she, McDuffie woke up. As she made her way through the house, she saw that Bailey was dead in one of the uh, um, one of the other bedrooms. Um, Betty, what's her name? Pinkney McDuffie was, of course, interviewed by the investigators. She told them that she had fallen asleep on the living room sofa that night. This was after her children had gone to bed. She would eventually wake up and make her way to the bedroom in the back of the house where she would go to sleep again. She mentions walking past Bailey's room and seeing him around sound sleep. It is not noteworthy that this is Betty's vision and events. The reason for this uh, noteworthy would be the almost entirely different story that would come out just a couple months later. This story is totally different from the one she told. And but me as a journalism that I haven't start doing work, but you know certain stuff, I know that sometimes they can twi not be twist the story around. So you got to be careful with the information that you are reading. It's best that you really do get the police report and read from there. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes these people will twist these stories around and be lying just to get a story. Um, the Times Union did a story of the murders of Yvonne and Bailey Pinkney on September 6, 1987. And their story, which 
uh, served as an update on the case. They revealed that the police said McDuff had actually been out of the home for several hours. She was having a night with friends. When she returned her to her home at 3 a.m., she found that Yvonne and Bailey um, had been murdered. Unusually, the 14-year-old would come and open the door, uh, Bertin said. But when the 14-year-old didn't open the door, the mother, along with a friend, walked to the back and saw the back doors open. She goes in, and that's when she finds the kids. Duffy says now she wishes that she had never. Okay, so she actually bit, probably did lie to the police so that she didn't get in trouble. Oh, that's what that was. So, so nineteen to report the verse also includes some more information. The court said that Duffy found one of the windows on the back door had the screen ripped away, and there was also nothing taken from the house or even out of place. Duffy had a, a, a other son who was sixteen years old at the time. Strangely, he was not mentioned in the report. In the update, Times Unit Sterling McDuffie made a very startling claim. She claimed that she told the best gay that a former boyfriend of hers, what I told you, what I told you, didn't I just say it could have been a former boyfriend of hers, has said he was he was responsible for the murders of Yvonne and the, and the son. She also claimed that investigation, investigators never pursued clarity about the information after being told about it. The neighbor had also apparently told her that the kid's murder was getting re revenge against McDuffie for a personal dispute that occurred on the early day. It is unknown what that personal dispute may be. Um, McDuffie will continue to add the certainty in the interview. She said that she believes she was set up the night that her children were murdered. It is unclear what she may have meant when she said that. So they're uh, so we're looking at the evidence in the case. There was a lot of missing back then. There was no DNA testing for blood, skin, or hair samples. That is odd because it appears that some may have been found. There wasn't any even uh, ballistic testing according to detectives. Ballistic testing. That means the kids were shot. For the most part, investigators have been working with fingerprints evidence from the crime scene. Still, these were very hard to come by. Detectives back then worked on it that year. Detective, as I'm saying, Hank Walkington said the last report I saw was in 1987. Basically, a supplement report they had done, including their investigation up to that point. At least just were not to there. Nothing. So they did a poor job of, of investigating this crime of these children. Secondly, these kids ballistic. I mean, the kids were shot in their bed. Like, it, what what type of person would break into a home? and kill a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old. That is sad. And secondly, you know, I understand the mother lied the first time. Maybe she allegedly lied. I'm going to say allegedly because uh, she probably didn't want to get in trouble. But when she did tell the truth, you know, by law, the 14-year-old was old enough to stay home with her brother. You know, she wouldn't have got in trouble. But, you know, who else knew she left the house that night and came through the back door? Come on. Let's talk about that. That was somebody she knew. That was somebody that knew the kids was there by, by themselves and went in there. And no, no one said that if the kids was uh, ex assault, sexual assaulted or anything, none of that is coming out yet. So definitely, if you guys know anything about Yvonne, uh, uh, Yvonne and her, her brother's murder, please contact the Jeff Jacksonville um, Police Department and the detectives and um, or the crime tip um, line. My computer just went out of whack. 
you can remain anonymous. This case needs to be solved. It's sad. It's very sad. And if the headstones would be missing, that's crazy. If let me explain something to you. And I'm not in a detective's shoes. I'm not in the police officer's shoes. I'm not in a doctor's shoes or whatever. I know what I do is different. I call it language. But at some point, we all take an oath to do something, right? Like, I understand that you have issues in life and, and you got tons and tons of cases on there. But why didn't they pursue the lead when she thought her boyfriend had something to do with it? Her ex-boyfriend. Something's not right here. Something's not right here. Something's not right. So I pray that the DNA comes back. I pray that these kids' cases get solved. You know, I pray that the mom have some type of justice for her case. So, guys, this concludes our uh, Unsolved Crime. Uh, who's it called? Help Solve Me Unsolved Crimes. If you have any um, information on those two amazing, beautiful kids, um, rest in peace um, cases, please contact Jacksonville, Florida. So, guys, I know I keep saying this, but, you know, I need to start doing the videos of this. I, I'm getting okay so far when it comes to this right here. So guys, you be blessed. I have to go take a football session. But if it's raining, I'm not bringing my equipment out of there. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Love you guys. Be blessed.